Welcome to No Eye Contact. This is episode 27 of No Eye Contact. Welcome. And guess what? It's airy season, baby. It is airy season. And I'm just going to get right into it, okay? Airy season. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. This is the start. And it marks the beginning of something energetic and turbulent. It's from March 21st to April 19th, beginning of spring. And this is a, this is a quote. The name of the sign is based on the fact that the beginning of the sign of Aries was in the same place as the projection of the constellation of Aries when the zodiac system was developed in Babylonia some 2,500 years ago during the age of Aries. Due to the precision of equinox, the projection of the constellation shifted while the sign of Aries was left behind to start at the first day of spring. So the zodiac, March 21st, April 19th, doesn't necessarily line up when the Aries constellation shows up, but it's fine. She's fine. It is a fire sign along with um, Leo and Sagittarius. And here's a quote about being a fire sign. When speaking about the element of fire, we have to keep in mind that this is the only element that shines. Water can sparkle, that's true, but only if it reflects the light created by fire. Whether a campfire or the loud-ass car going by. But only if it reflects the light created by fire. Whether a campfire or the sun as an enormous fiery celestial body. This is the element that represents energy itself. And even though there's a lot of earthly energy in the element of water, it cannot be compared with the amount of energy that lives in the sun, even though they might be equally important to the human race. Yep. Their greatest compatibility is with Libra and Leo, which two fire signs. I don't think, I don't think so. They, it, uh, Aries is represented as the ram. This is identified with the Egyptian god Amon, but there's a lot of different spellings. There's A-M-O-N, A-M-U-N, A-M-E-N, A-M-M-O-N. I've seen some shown as like Amon-Ra, Amon-R-E, R-A. But this was, I saw a couple it was hard for me to find exactly like what Amon Amon um kind of stood for but one I found a lot was king of the gods and he was shown as a ram or a human with a ram's head and then also um represented in the Greek myth as a ram with a golden fleece and then it's also like kind of associated with the greek god aries which is spelled different aries is a-r-i-e-s and then the god is a-r-e-s but we'll get into the greek shit a little bit later and the ruling oh wait hold on uh here's a quote the constellation of aries doesn't represent a ram to every culture the chinese see the constellation as twin inspectors and at marshall islands it is a porpoise so different different strokes for different folks you know what i'm saying but the ruling planet of 
Aries is Mars. Mars. Okay, let's get into Mars. So um, Mars is the red planet, which it makes sense for Aries because Aries is closely associated also with the color red. Just like loud, energetic, fire. So uh, Mars, red planet because of the color that it reflects to the naked eye. Apparently, the red color I learned is um, actually rust covering the surface of Mars. That's what we see as red, is rust, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, okay, this is a quote. The ancient Greeks were fascinated by the blood red color of the planet, and they attributed it to Ares, their god of war. When the Romans conquered the Greeks, the name was changed to a Roman god of war called Mars. So the ruling planet is Mars. Mars is a Roman god, and the Roman equivalent is Ares, god of war. Um, according to what I read, it said Mars is not a very friendly planet. Uh, there's been 39 Mars missions, and only 16 were successful. And the atmosphere is very thin. There's a lot of very strong dust storms. If you can hear Honey right now, she is going sicko mode. You would think the house was coming down. She's she's doing her she got she's got a burst of energy and she's doing damn laps around the house. She's Tokyo drifting. Anyways, there's a strong dust storms. The surface gets very cold due to the distance from the sun, um, and it has two moons named Phobos, which means fear, and Demos Demos, which means panic. <laughs> So Mars, Mars has an eerie aura, if you will. Um, and here's another quote. This one's kind of long. Although it is always seen as responsible for war, hurt, and... Wait. Uh, although it is always seen as responsible for war, hurt, destruction, and fights, Mars is simply as unconscious, animalistic... Is God damn, I can't read. Let me, st let me take my line from the top, please. <clears throat> and I'm not going to fuck up this time. And I'm not going to fuck it up. Although it is always seen as responsible for war, hurt, destruction, and fights, Mars is simply an unconscious, animalistic nature we don't give enough freedom to. Restrictions in our primarily sexual expression of energy will lead to inhibitions of all sorts and accumulation of anger and frustration below our surface, beyond the face we show to the world. Mars represents our basic energy, our first chakra, and speaks of fears that tend to control our lives. If we are brave enough to live up to our full potential on planet Earth, Mars is the one to help us find our grounding, resolve any material and existential issues, and provide us with the energy we need to follow any of our plans and reach any goals we wish to. So Mars is, it, even though it sounds scary, it's like, let's fucking, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit. And that's very Aries. We'll also get into that when we get to the characteristics. But so as for the planet Mars in astrology, here is a quote about that. It represents the beginning of all beginnings. It is our first breath and our first scream, being the one responsible for the body we have and the incarnation we are in at the moment. As a strong symbol of unchangeable fate and karma, Mars is often seen as the greatest malefic, greatest malefic, which I don't know what that word means. Let's look at what malefic means. Again, this is a learning podcast. We're learning together. Give your brain a kiss. Kiss your brain. Not Maleficent. Jesus Christ. Malefic definition. It is... So in astrology... Okay, so here's literary. It's an adjective. 
causing or capable of causing harm or destruction, especially by supernatural means. And it says in astrology relating to the planet Saturn and Mars traditionally considered to have an unfavorable influence. Okay. So it's an unflavorable influence. It's an unfavorable influence in Eastern traditions. While Saturn seems to be its evil counterpart in the West. The truth is both of them represent our unconscious world and needs that we fail to understand by any of the senses we are given. While we mostly rely on our mind and heart, instincts are often misunderstood and pushed aside as less desirable or unworthy. With a healthy sexual and, ex- and with a healthy sexual and instinctive approach to life, without fear and with our boundaries strong, we have a way to use the benefits of Mars to create anything we strive for. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, let's get into, uh, the Aries constellation, shall we? So the actual constellation, again, it doesn't fully line up with the, um, Zodiac dates anymore. It lives between Taurus and Pisces. Is that right? Was I talking, was I talking about the constellation or was I talking about the Zodiac sign? Because it does go between Pisces and Taurus. Like Pisces was before and Taurus is next. Is that true? I'm going to, I'm going to say I fucked up and put that in the wrong spot. So forget that. (laughs) Back to the constellation. It contains no, it doesn't contain any like super bright stars, but the brightest star is... Hamal, Hamal, and it's Arabic for sheep, which like it's a ram. So um, it's considered a mid-sized constellation and it was not fully accepted as a constellation until classical times. And I don't know when the fuck classical times are. So um, historically it's shown as a wingless ram, wingless, wingless. That is a word, but it feels weird coming out of my mouth. Wingless. It's shown as a wingless, a a ram that does not have wings, (laughs) laying down with its head turned toward Taurus. Okay, so maybe it is between Taurus and Pisces. Um, It's home to several meteor showers, and there's one called the Daytime Aritid, A-R-I-E-T-I-D, meteor shower. It occurs during the day from May 22nd to July 2nd. It's one of the strongest showers and it happens annually and it peaks on June 7th. So fun facts all around. Apparently there's, um, I didn't write this down, but I did read about it. Let me, let me find it real quick. So they think that the meteors that come through from this arid, the daytime arid meteor shower is from a, um, a large near-Earth object of the Apollo group. It's, it's sorry, it's an asteroid, but its name is 1566 Icarus. And I just love that every, like, even if you don't know much about Greek mythology or care about it or whatever, it is so, like, tightly wrapped with history. Like... Icarus is from Greek mythology, if you don't know. Icarus is a homeboy who, uh, I don't know, I think he built his own wings. He was like, I'm a fucking fly, dude. And so he built his wings out of like wax and feathers and shit. And then he flew too close to the sun and the wax melted and he fell to his death and died. And it was like, "Mm, don't fly too close to the sun. Stop! 
excuse me, my child is acting up. Um, he flew too close to the sun and he died. And for some reason, this asteroid is named Icarus. Don't know why. Um, all the planets are, are, I think they're mainly named after like Roman gods, but Romans basically yoinked their mythology from Greek and just renamed it. Um, also another fun fact about like just our society being tightly, tightly knitted with uh, Greek mythology is like, and we'll get into this for Virgo, but, um, Virgo is, uh, tightly, uh, uh, maybe I should save it for Virgo. Basically, if you go into a courthouse in America, there is usually a lady statue painting something and she's depicted, um, holding like scales or holding a torch. And that is actually a goddess that is closely related with Virgo. And also the symbol they use for like, um, medicine and healthcare and shit. It's like, it looks like a staff with like a snake wrapped around it. I can't remember exactly, but that is also from Greek mythology. And I can't remember exactly what it is. I wasn't expecting to bring this up, but anyways, that's just interesting to me. Um, okay. Back to the Aries. Okay. Let's get into, let's get into characteristics of an Aries. What are Aries like? So, um, Aries is the first zodiac sign, right? And I, I just learned this, this, this go around. Um, so astrologers believe that all the signs learn and they learn lessons from the zodiac sign before them, like whatever lessons they absorbed, the next zodiac sign also kind of carries that. But so since Aries is first, even though it is a circle, apparently they don't believe, um, that it's fully connected like that, uh, that Aries is truly first. Like it's like nothing Aries. And then we start our circle. So Aries doesn't learn any lessons from anyone. So, um, and that really, and quote, there is no inherited wisdom. And this, this really, uh, this, this honestly is like the basis level for what a fucking Aries is. They, lead with blind optimism and impulsivity. Um, and that does also go along with fire signs. Fire signs tend to think after they leap. But so Aries represents a singular spirit. They're very independent and they tend to live by like kind of a every person for themselves vibe. Um, and they can sometimes have selfish tendencies. Uh, it is their nature to take action and they can be very impulsive. They're very, you know, act first, act question, ask, act questions. God damn, I can't talk, bro. They're very act first, ask questions later. Um, they are one of the most active signs. They're very competitive. They always want to be first. They are number first on the Zodiac sign and they want to be first in life and they love to be number one. He was number one. Uh, and here's a quote. They always have multiple projects on their mind and won't be satisfied until their work, social life, and personal lives line up exactly with the dream life they've envisioned. They are go-getters. They have excellent organization skills. They're good at multitasking. They're just constantly just like, go, 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 go. We got to fucking go. We got to go. Um, Aries rules the head. Um, I should look up exactly what that means, but, it, but also they lead with their head. Like they just fucking go. 
okay i tried to look up like what does it mean to like rule the head and it just keeps telling me about this um saying or this idiom that is let your let your heart rule your head or don't let your heart rule your head so we'll learn about that i guess so let your heart rule your head means to do something based on emotion emotions rather than logic act according to what you feel rather than what is sensible do something because you want to rather than for practical reasons let your emotions control your sense of reasoning so if they rule with their head then that would mean they're logical but they're i don't feel like they're super logical i feel like they're impulsive so wouldn't that be your heart i don't know when i i wrote it down i said aries rules the head and lead with the head which doesn't even make sense grammatically <laughs> um here is a quote often literally walking head first leaning forwards for speed and focus its representatives are naturally brave and rarely afraid of trial and risk they possess youthful strength and energy regardless of their age and quickly perform any given task they're considered trailblazers they're very independent ambitious loyal smart impulsive passionate motivated confident um they could be a lot of leaders who build communities with a quote cheerful disposition and relentless determination uh, they are a courageous ram who are whoa a courageous ram always armed and ready for battle and here's a quote Aries is known for an explosive temper, and although their outbursts don't last long, it's definitely best to avoid fiery rams until the steam has dissipated. But when the brazen rams are not flying off the handle, they're upbeat, positive, and playful creatures who enjoy living life to the fullest. You can always spot an Aries excelling on the sports field, speeding down the highway, or organizing a vibrant party game. Uh, they can be super impatient. They... They're usually very uncomplicated and direct. They can be like kind of blunt when they talk to you because they just want to get to the point. And so that can come off as rude. Um, they also get frustrated by, quote, exhaust. Oh, my God, I can't read. Exhaustive details and unnecessary nuances, which honestly, me too. When I'm talking, obviously, um, I'm just like rambling and like stumbling around the point. But if someone's talking to me and they're doing that, I'm like, mm, you didn't practice this before you came and spoke to me. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> they will tell you exactly what they're thinking. They're very frank and blunt and they have a short fuse and a fiery temper. And one of their struggles in life is learning how to work out their anger. So sometimes, you know, they one of their struggles is they need to find out, like, should I be going for a run? Should I be, you know, riding? Should I be, like, they need to find something to get that anger out healthily. Um, this is a quote. Those who are drawn to magnetic Aries may have trouble keeping up. But if they can, they'll have a friend for life. Um, I don't have any close Aries in my life, which honestly disappoints me because I think that I really do get along with them. Um, they, or here, let me back up. My, my granny is an Aries and she, she's now in a home. She has dementia. It's getting really bad. Love you, granny. But I'm trying to think like, you know, when she was healthier and I was a child, obviously I didn't know about, if I had known about, been into Zodiacs, then I could have really, I could have really, uh, you know, studied her. But, um, 
yeah, she is. She is a leader. It's hard because I also think that my grandmother has, even before the dementia kicked in, I think she has some health, mental health issues. So it's hard for me to see past the mental health issues and see like, I guess she was a leader. Um, she was pretty independent. I wouldn't say she was confident. Another, another, I didn't put this in here, but like I've seen Aries described as children, like they're both playful and energetic. Um, and then maybe they don't like, even though they do have tempers, they don't necessarily like hold grudges. Um, and I could see that with my grandmother. Uh, but okay. So one, the closest Aries I've, the closest I've ever been to an Aries is when I used to work at a fast food place, there was this boy there. He was a few years younger than me. Um, his name was Luke. I'll just say his name. And he was an Aries and he was such a fucking Aries. And I loved him so much. Like when I saw him on the schedule, I was like, it's going to be a good fucking day. Like he just, he just had this energy that like there were, there were, I worked with him a lot and there were very few days that he came in with like low energy or a, or a bad, like there, there were just a handful of times that I could tell that I could tell he was having a bad day. So even when he was having a bad day, he was, as soon as he come in he was saying hello to everyone. He was, you know, dancing at his station, even if he had like no sleep, um, overworked, tired, like he just always was, he never argued. He never fought. Like he was just so sweet and lively and, um, yeah, he was just a sweet boy and I miss him. Like every, every job, there's like a, just a handful of people that you never like, that you just are like, damn, they made that, even though it was a horrible time in my life, they made it, a, they made it bearable. Um, and he was fucking awesome. Uh, he would call me mama, which usually I would think that was really weird, but somehow the way he did it, I was like, that's fine. It's endearing. <laughs> Um, but he was a sweet boy and I hope that he's doing well wherever he is in life. That was a few years ago, but that's the only like knowing Aries that I have been around and interacted with. Hello, this is Ashley editing the Aries episode a week later. I'm a fucking idiot and one of my best friends is an Aries, Zach. <clears throat> and Zach, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't do the math with your birthday. For some reason I was thinking you're a Taurus. You're not a Taurus. You're a fucking Aries. And thinking about it, you really are quite the Aries. So I'm so sorry to my friend Zach. If you listen to this, I love you. Happy early birthday. I'm sorry for erasing your Ariesness. Okay, carry on. And I remember I convinced myself at one point, I was like, damn, maybe I need to date an Aries because that one Aries I knew in person really got along with. Um, Julian Solomita, Jenna Marble's fiance now, he is an Aries and I love him. I find him very attractive. Um, and then at the time I was a big fan of Crystalia and found him attractive and I was, and he's an Aries and I was like, maybe I should date an Aries, but if there are a lot of energy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Also, fuck Crystalia. 
Thought Crystalia. Anyways, uh, so Ares, the god of war. Ares, A-R-E-S. So Mars is the Roman god of war and an agricultural guardian with the Greek equivalent of Ares, the god of courage and war. And Ares is one of the 12 Olympians. Excuse me. He's known for his lust of blood and his chaotic nature and his thoughtless aggression. Sounds like a great guy. Ares was known for his... I literally copied it twice. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess he might... I guess Ares mainly relates to Mars, which is the ruling planet of Ares the sign. Of just like chaos and war and go, 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 go. So let's get into the Greek mythology. And this one's not really a story. It's more, Aries more represents a character, but the character is in, has its own story. So I will, I will tell you that, but that, that the story doesn't have to do with Aries. So Aries is the ram with the golden fleece. And so here's how this ram came about. Poseidon um, is in love or in lust with this nymph and he turns her into a sheep to quote distance her from many suitors she had um, and so he turns her into a sheep so that no one else can smash and when he wants to smash he Poseidon turns himself into a ram and and fucks right so this results in the nymph giving birth to a ram with a golden fleece who could fly. And apparently, this isn't mentioned a lot, but apparently the ram's name is Chrysomalus. Chrysomalus? C-H-R-Y-S-O-M-A-L-L-O-S. But we're just going to call him like the ram, the ram with the golden fleece. Because that's a lot. And I'm not going to call him Chris because that's my dad's name. Uh... So, boom. Poseidon and this nymph make this magic ram. And that ram, like, that's who represents Ares, right? Period. Here's the story. So, there's this king of, like, a Greek city. His name is Athamas. And he marries this goddess named Nepheli. Nepheli. And she is a cloud goddess of hospitality, but I've also seen her just described as a cloud nymph. So I don't really know. I guess some nymphs are goddesses. I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, everything is like, there's so many different versions of everything. So it's hard to tell like, what is the truth? What, like what has been changed? Anyways, so... Athamas the king marries this goddess nymph person, Nephili. They have two children, a boy named Phrixus and a girl named Hele. Hele? Hele? Um, but then the king, Athamas, falls in love and marries a new bitch named Eno. I know, something like that. And so, of course, Nephili, the goddess, is like left in anger and a drought comes upon the land, this Greek city. And Eno is the stepmom is very jealous of her stepkids and she actually plots their deaths. And so there was a couple different versions of what I saw one that said that she like accused the son of rape. Um, but 
a version I saw a lot was that she convinced the dad that they needed to sacrifice the son in order for the drought in the lands to stop. And so he was about to do it. And then Nefeli, the mom, sends this golden ram to rescue the kids from their stepmother. So the golden ram shows up, scoops these kids on its back, and is flying them to safety. And while they're flying through the narrow strait between Europe and Asia, Hele, the sister, falls off. And so this is another one where it's like, I've seen two different versions. So one version is that she falls off, Poseidon saves her, and then as like a reward for saving her, he gets to rape her. Um, And then she has one of his sons. And then another version is that she falls off and she drowns in the water. And then the strait has been named after her, after her. And it's called um, Hell's Pont. And I'm actually going to, because I think that's a real place. Yeah. Okay, so Hell's Pont was an ancient name of the narrow passage between the Aegean Sea and the Sea of Marmara. Today, it's known as Dardanelles. Um, so it was named after her, which is pretty cool. Um, but so, anyways, the Golden Ram brings Frixus. Frix- I wish I could. I wish I could just know how to say all these names and words and shit without thinking about it. Um, Frixus, the golden ram brings Frixus to safety and Frixus immediately, um, sacrifices the golden ram to Zeus, which is a little weird to me because I don't feel like Zeus saved him. I feel like it was one, his mom and I, or the golden ram just being nice. And then like you turn around and like kill him for this other dude who wasn't even part of it. But hey, I didn't write this, so. Um, and then, uh, so he kept the golden fleece. Frixus skinned the the ram after he sacrificed him. Um, and he put the golden fleece on an oak in a grove sacred to Ares, the god of war. And the fleece was guarded by a never-sleeping dragon, which is part of the story of Jason and the Argonauts, where he goes to retrieve the golden fleece to prove something. And then in some versions, um, it's not a dragon, it's something else, or it's like a snake. Or, But yeah, again, so that story, and even the story of him saving those kids, don't necessarily have to do with Ares. Ares is this ram, just like how magical and like... It just, it didn't even hesitate to save these kids. Like, um, that is Ares. But so here's like the mythology connection. Um, and this is, this is, this is a big quote. This is a myth that shows a deep connection to the sign and the constellation of Ares with all sorts of stories we could apply to the time we live in. When you see a planet in the sign of Ares, you can imagine a story about a girl who wasn't saved, fell to her death, or was saved only to be sexually abused. You can imagine a story about someone born out of a possessive relationship where their father distanced their mother from her opportunities in order to have her for himself. You can see a father who pretended to be something he is not, only to have them as a child. There is also a very popular story about the crazy ex-wife and the evil stepmother. The key story here, however, is the one about betrayal. 
Although there are several endings to the myth, mostly the sign of Ares is in relation to the male child that was saved, only to destroy the ram after that. This can also be a friend, a son of a friend, any male figure that might have lost his sister in the same way Phrixus did, or simply anyone that was saved. The positive side to this myth, which manifests in case of an extremely strong position of the sign of Ares and its ruler in someone's chart, is oriented to the moments when a ram with a golden fleece was born. The fact that he had a golden fleece was fearless and able to fly. Mostly from an optimistic perspective, the stories of Ares is the story of avoiding certain death and being saved by an unbelievable strong rich person. <laughs> this gives additional explanation to the need of Ares to be the hero who saved the day. So yeah, there you have it. That's that's Ares for you. Um, I like Ares. They seem chill. Um, or I guess not chill. They have a lot of energy. Honey's here. Hi, honey. Hi. That's my that's my little stinky. That's my stinky money. Hi. Oh my goodness. Okay, some famous Aries. Again, this is like the way that I do this list is not connected at all. It is just random people from history, random celebrities, ones that I like, one that I think is funny, whatever. So here we go. Strap in. Famous Aries. Reese Witherspoon. Chance the Rapper. Elton John. Kristen Stewart. Young M.A. Bach. Lady Gaga. Seth Rogen. Big Sean. Jonathan Van Ness, Maya Angelou, Ali Wong, Liza Koshy, Jesse McCartney, Courtney Kardashian, Lil Nas X, Jesse J, Pharrell, Aretha Franklin, Bad Baby, Heath Ledger, Amanda Bynes, Sarosi Ronan, David Blaine, Sarah Michelle Geller, Paul Rudd, Vincent Van Gogh, Fergie, Todrick Hall, Harry Houdini, Anya Taylor Joy, Jackie Chan, Hugh Hefner, Keegan Michael Key, Quentin Tarantino, Ski Mask the Slump God, Peyton Manning, Leonardo da Vinci, Chris Redd, and Stephen Sondheim. Woo! Oh, and let me also say, Julian Solomita, Jenna Marbles fiance. Um, so yeah, that's damn Aries for you, brother. I wish, honestly, I wish this, I wish Aries' story was a little more interesting, but you know, um, it is what it is. So happy Aries season to you, to any Aries in your life. If you are an Aries from March 21st to April 19th, happy birthday. And let's have a happy Aries season. Let's see, like, what does Aries season usually bring? Aries season is spring equinox, new zodiac year. The ground is thawing. World is coming to life again. Your desire, your desire is suddenly flowering as spring does. The world is opening its arms to you once more. Winter is ending. Everything feels uh, like it holds fresh potential. And everything is about to change. I like that. I like that. Um, Aries season brings you back to your body. Real and alive and full of needs and desires. I like that. So yeah, happy Aries season to you. And let's fucking get this shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, thanks for watching if you did. If you didn't, I fucking hate you. Um, but yeah, this has been No Eye Contact. My name is Ash. And I'll catch you on the fucking flip, brother. Bye. <laughs>